0: Couldn't Have had that Korean fried chicken commercial. <laughs> Can you please put that up on uh TikTok? I don't know what that is. Are you kidding me? No, there's a Robocop Korean fried chicken
1: commercial that's going on now.
0: No, from this movie oh, when okay. this movie came out. So it's it's all in Korea. I'm not even going to try to imitate the the yeah, language, please don't. but they're this family's like sitting around and the mom's making some Korean frozen fried chicken and RoboCop comes through the TV like that movie with the VHS cassette yeah, yeah. the ring like he walks through the TV like that and he's like where's the fried chicken i'm not, he says it <laughs> korean obviously but uh, and then he eats delicious fried chicken and then she points to the refrigerator and he picks it up and walks away with the entire refrigerator and that <laughs> my friend is your that's most magic moment of the day i hope you not seen that commercial If you haven't already, subscribe to Buzz in the Tower on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever your favorite podcast platform is. And while you're there, leave a review and a five-star rating. It's a moral imperative! You can also find us on TikTok, Instagram, and all social media platforms by searching the tag at Buzz in the Tower. That's B-U-Z-Z-N, The Tower. Buzz in the Towers brought to you by Sonic Loans. You can find them at sonicloans.com. Max, if I was going to get a loan and I had nowhere else to go because OCP can't be trusted, I'd go to Sonic Loans. Robocop aside, which I hate saying. Sonic Loans is the best place in town if you're looking to get your mortgage for the first time, a refi, whatever you need. Charlie and his team are out there to make sure that you are not stranded in a pool of dirty, toxic water getting shot at by military-grade weapons. Yeah, God gross part it of. is reach out to sonic loans make sure that you understand the whole process in today's market it can be very tricky you don't want to get into a bad percentage and they are definitely the right people to make sure you're taken care of that you're getting into the right mortgage you're getting into the right house reach out to sonic loans today tell them that buzz in the tower sent you ask for the lewis Mortgage it's the best in town.
1: That doesn't sound right. It's not right. Yeah. NMLS number 1955855. Not available in all states. Not a commitment to lend. Additional requirements apply. Visit sonicloans.com or call 313 488 for more information.
0: was in the Towers also brought to you by Bolton Legal Group? You can find them at boltonlegalgroup.com for a free consultation call 248 Max, if I was in trouble and had a couple women of the night over because I just created an incredible product for OCP. They seemed
1: like they had a strong bond. They
0: were they were good people. Yeah. <laughs> and they were rushed out of the house by a lunatic. I would want Bolton Legal Group to follow up on the lawsuit so that my family would be taken care of after the grenade killed me. Bolton Legal Group's role in RoboCop is to make sure that the people of Detroit are protected.
1: They're going to shoot the crotch off the competition. There you go. <laughs>
0: That's a bumper sticker if I've ever heard one. (laughs) Ian and his team of skilled lawyers are here to make sure that whether it's bird law, cyborg law, um, they're there to make sure that you're protected, taken care of. You have the right attorneys in your corner. They're efficient. They're aggressive. Reach out to Ian and his team today. Tell them that Buzz in the Tower sent you and that you love RoboCop, and they're going to make sure that you're well taken care of. Today's episode, RoboCop. Serve the public trust. Protect the innocent. Uphold the law. Omni Consumer Products really outdid itself when they introduced RoboCop to the city of Detroit. OCP had big plans for New Detroit, the Ed 209, and Officer Alex James Murphy, and we were all lucky enough to have front row seats to how it all played out. Today on Buzz in the Tower, we'll jump in our SUX 6000 and drive down memory lane as we chat about the best Detroit sci-fi film ever made, RoboCop. I'm Mo Shapiro, and joining me, as always, the Lewis to my Murphy, Max Sanders, and with that, Dead or Alive, you're coming with me. Mo, I'm a mess. <laughs> <laughs> you know when uh, when Lewis says that uh. at the end of RoboCop, it completely reminds me of Predator when uh, not Hawkins. Uh, Sancho. It was Poncho. Oh, Ponch, yeah. yeah. Was it Poncho? Is it Poncho
1: or Ponch? No, it's Poncho. You're right, it's Poncho. I don't know why I said Sanchez. I don't know. Either not great. Sanchez. Because you're
0: thinking of uh, Rick and Morty. <laughs> yeah. Sanchez, you son of a That's amazing. I can make it.
1: I can make it. I'm a mess. I'm Every a time mess. she says that I laugh so hard. Throw some
0: uh game over. Throw a little game over. Game over, over man. That's game great. over. Wow my the three most spineless moments in, in film of
1: the 80s. Call me the jellyfish. Oh, my God.
0: Max, welcome to the show. Hello. Today, we do what we were put on this earth to do.
1: <laughs> Chew bubble gum
0: and talk where uh, we Today, we're going to- We're all out of bubble gum. We're all out of bubble gum, but we're not all out of- dead or alive. You're coming with me. I could do that. Every minute of every day.
1: How many times do you reference RoboCop on a, da- on a daily, bu- daily basis?
0: It. I, I want to make like a mixing board and actually have the drops ready. So on our shows when like. You know, I'm, I'm sure. Like,
1: go to E-Bombs World or something. Yeah, I like, guarantee they have I it. I do that. I yeah. could absolutely do that. They can fix you. <laughs> Wait, you're not going to do it or no? No. Oh. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> you put your hand on the uh, mouse. I was all excited. I put my hand up on your mouse. But you're going to be really upset. Why? Uh, you know our friends at $2 Late Fee? I do. The podcast? I do. So it's their 200th episode, I think, or something like that? Yeah, yeah. Guess who they have on the show? If you say Pete Wellers, I'm going to punch you in the face. Donald Gibb. <sighs> The guy who told you, sorry, brother. I don't do so,
0: so kudos to them. I love uh, $2 Leafy. They do a wonderful job. So this is not a knock on them. But I have on um, Cameo reached out to Donald Gibb a number of times. You just get drunk and you're like, I miss you. I do get mad. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, it's Mo again. Uh, if you want to come on our podcast. I'm sorry, brother. I don't do podcasts. I, I don't know why I make him sound like Macho Man Randy Savage. What you going to do, brother? It sounds right for his body and build. Hey, you know what? More power to him. Although yeah. let's see if he just did like a quick... Yeah, cameo yeah. or if he was on the full episode but yeah i'm not gonna i won't hate on two dollar leafy no I, not I them i was talking about donald gibb yeah i still love him i won't get mad how can you get mad at jackson
1: that's ever, true for,
0: for the rest of my <laughs> life and ogre the two greatest roles ever developed he should have been robocop film. he would have been a
1: great to RoboCop. it out the back <laughs> oh that's so good <laughs> brothers brothers for dinner alive. brothers for life who would be the worst robocop
0: schwarzenegger who was up for the role would have he been, would been great he would have been so stiff Holl- you, think, you think Weller was stiff? Come on.
1: I think Holly Hunter would be really bad. Like, why do
0: you do stuff like that? Well, she's five feet tall. I really hate when you make bad jokes. It's sad because you're so smart and good and wonderful at your job. And then you drop those weird jokes that aren't even funny. Not, quit, quit the show. Not Get out bad. I don't want you on here anymore.
1: <laughs> and thus concludes buzzing the <laughs> Tower scene.
0: Son of a god.
1: It, it, it takes... In a it, violent, it, near-apocalyptic droid. It knocks the wind evil out Evil Corporation me. Omni Consumer Products wins a contract <laughs> from the government.
0: What is... Refresh my memory. What does ED stand for in the ED-209? Uh, enforcement droid? It's enforcement Yeah, droid. there you go. Yeah, yeah. That
1: thing's freaky. Yeah. Do you know how they designed
0: it? Are we jumping a little bit ahead? Okay, sorry. Can you calm down? You've already made your crap joke for the episode. Follow us. I want to start off with my new way that I'm going to start every episode off. I have to let everybody know. I... There are very few people in the world I like. I, I mean, I can pretend you, you call you it like, my corporate voice. I give my corporate voice to a lot of people yeah. where I'm like, oh, yeah, they're, no, it's good to see you. But like, there are some people I actually like, like and respect. And your fiance and your dad are two of those people. And I, last week may have gotten a little out of hand with how upset <laughs> I was about them being critical. They're They're looking out for your well-being. I'm a little hard on you sometimes. But here's the thing. Do they do they ever call you and say, hey, when you said Holly Hunter, that was like really stupid, you should make fun of your jokes. Do they give you feedback like that? No. Well then shame on them. But (laughs) I have to be that person. It's not an easy job to come. Why do you have to be that person? Because I someone has to tell you how worthless you are. You have to know that.
1: No. Yes. I was raised by a Jewish mother, so I am a guy. I was too. Yeah. You watching History of the World, the new one? Mel Brooks? No. No? Can you listen to me, please? Yeah, okay. I love you. Yeah, I love you too. And I
0: want your dad and Selena to hear it. I love them too. Yeah. But if they ever stick their nose in Buzz in the Tower again, dead or alive, I'll, I'll if, kill I'll
1: kill them. If anyone attacks Buzz in the Tower in general, like when we make a wrong comment on yeah. something, you go Oh, mad. I get so mad. <laughs>
0: I'm like, because people don't understand, this is like the hardest job in the world. Like, forget like bricklaying and being like a doctor, working on the line at Ford. Try coming in here and talking about movies you like once a week. It's not easy.
1: No, someone, you should attack someone. I just put a TikTok on about Major League and I cut it before they start doing the Native American kind of, you know, wave and all, you know, because they're all dressed in Native American garb. Yes. And the guy was like, way to cut the clip early, bro. God, I hate people. Yeah. Well,
0: I'm not not built for podcasting, I don't deal with uh, feedback very well. Well,
1: I mean, this is better than, like, in-person stuff, because...
0: I'm much worse when you try to criticize me in person. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You get your finger up. I get scared. I do. I start pointing it.
0: Max, welcome to the show. I already said that, but I'll say it again. Follow Uh, us. If this is your first time to the show, you're probably wondering what the hell's going on, (laughs) but I'll at least let you know. We're so
1: excited about RoboCop. We are
0: excited about RoboCop. Today might be a day where you get the least amount of my ire, because I'm excited about RoboCop.
1: Well, I picked this because I knew you loved it. it. Oh, that's precious. Yeah. That's... That's... You're a weirdo.
0: Spotify, Apple Podcast, any podcast player that's out there, we're out there as Screen well. Spring can. Follow us. Make sure that you are leaving a nice review, five stars. You know, good whatever, reviews or, lately. Good reviews. That's I definitely agree. Yeah. In addition to that, if you want more content, more input, go to any social media platform and check out our tag at Buzzin' the Tower, B-U-Z-Z-N the Tower. You can get extra added info, content, all types of cool
1: stuff. Yeah, we're about to break 40,000 followers on TikTok. That's exciting. Isn't it? That's very exciting. From, from my garbage content. What are we're,
0: we're three quarters of a million likes. We're like 750,000 likes, I think. Really? Yeah. Max, why do I know that number and you don't? Aren't you in charge of our social media platform? No. It's unbelievable.
1: I have that little uh, bird that drops down. Remember that Homer uses when he's fat? <laughs> I trusted you. <laughs> I'm a Rageaholic. I just can't live without Rageahol. Oh, God
0: Almighty. Patreon.com slash Buzz in the Tower for the inside scoop if you want to know what really goes on behind the scenes. Yeah, ask uh, questions. Anything uh, you we'll you put you on to. the pod. We need a Zoom soon. Yeah. Let's get that going. It was fun. Let's uh, get Lloyd back on that. And Selena. Lloyd and Selena are both patrons, aren't they?
1: Yeah. Selena wasn't on, on the last Zoom. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Well, neither was your wife. We should, I
0: know. My wife. I don't even know
1: if your wife exists. She's. Are you just at home by yourself in like an empty apartment? Like so heat? here's
0: here's the type of marriage I'm in right now. Do you know like the platonic love between Murphy and Lewis?
1: Yeah, they made, it, they made it very clear that it was platonic. Trish has made it very clear that things yeah. are platonic between the two of us. I feel like Lewis wanted RoboCop a little bit. That's
0: what I'd like to think. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't <laughs> think that's the case. I'm at the point right now where if I could just get Trish to feed me baby food, I would be really happy.
1: <laughs> Do you know they kept cutting her hair shorter and shorter because they thought they wanted to make her less and less sexy?
0: I know. Good luck with that because <laughs> she is a beautiful woman. She just, is. Just like my wife is. Yeah. Love you, baby. She kind
1: of looks like your wife. A little bit, yeah. No, have you seen her in Dress to Kill or Blowout?
0: Best example of her beauty. Carrie? 1941. She was the air pilot who would get all flustered and excited when she was up in the airplane with the guy from Weekend at Bernie's. Oh, no way. Yeah, right? Wasn't that the guy from Weekend yeah. at Bernie's yeah, yeah. who the pilot? Yeah. That's her. That's cool. So there you go. I like it. I got all kinds of stuff for you today. All right, where do you want to start? Where do you want to start let's start where we always start the plot I think before we start talking because we usually go facts and then we go some of our favorite scenes and we talk about the actual actors and actresses I think before any of that I have to tell you this is one of those movies that is such a part of my childhood like I remember when did this movie come out this was 87 I think I told you this before, but there are, like, two movies that I saw in a hotel at, like, a birthday party
1: at a hotel. It's Predator, what, and, Predator and Robocop. Well, they came out at the same time. They were in theaters at the same time. Now, what a time to be alive. No, no. So the most famous, like, marquee from the 80s, like, which would you go to? Is was it Predator. Goonies, Predator? No no, 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 no. Are
0: you sure Goonies, Goonies was there? Goonies
1: is 85. <laughs> <laughs> it's Predator, Robocop. Uh, Lost Boys and Full Metal Jacket wow. We're out at the same time. Wow. I would just live in a movie theater. Wow.
0: And, and the funny thing, people were probably complaining. They yeah, probably. Know.
1: Unbelievable. What were
0: wow. we talking about? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so anyways, kids I, nowadays. I vividly remember watching this movie and just being like, my God, this is the best. This is a great example of a sci-fi action film to that 10, 11, 12, 13 year old boy it was just like, this is awesome. But then as you get older, you're like, oh my God, this is a satire. Yep. And it's absolutely hysterical and not just hysterical, but the practical effects you you're willing to ignore so much of how bad the special effects can be especially on the claymation stuff but i i don't i mean i'm jumping around here but correct me if i'm wrong when dick jones falls from the window that is for a mannequin. sure that's not a mannequin i thought it's mannequin no that's claymation oh that's for sure the worst claymation in the history of film correct Yes, I know you did not remember. I'm pulling, it, I'm pulling it up right now so you can watch it. Hold on. I thought it was a mannequin. It's claymation. All right, just so Ray knows, I just showed Max the scene and he still doesn't believe me. It's clearly claymation.
1: One second. Yeah, it doesn't. So look I'm going to edit
0: out the eight minutes of dead silence that it you required researched to... all that time. I know, but Max, it's the most obvious claymation ever.
1: Yeah, I know. Well, no, how are the duck? That's pretty obvious. Yeah. The Dark Overlord. <laughs> so why don't you like the Dark Overlord if you like uh, the 209? Ed 209?
0: The yeah. 209? How about Ed 209? I forgot about the ad. Jesus, tap dancing Christ. He
1: looks like a killer whale. Well, there's a reason. He looks like a killer whale. I know. All, you're all over the map. <laughs> Sorry. There's so, much that, there's so much involved in this movie. This was rejected by everyone in Hollywood. Everybody hated it. Yeah. There,
0: there's about a million reasons why I love this movie, but... I think that in large part, I want to I want to word this the right way because it's going to sound so silly when I say it. The movie is almost Shakespearean. Okay. Under all of the satirical aspects of it, the movie is almost Shakespearean. You have this cop who learns to twirl his gun to impress his son. He's got this beautiful family. You know, a little bit of this is predator. I love the
1: reminiscence. I love you. Hey, I have a secret for you. (laughs) I love you. (laughs) It's
0: It's so beautiful, right? Yeah. And all Murphy wants is to be like a good cop and he's and he's paired with you know Lewis and the two of them go out to take on the
1: world and, and fight bad guys. <laughs> you think they're
0: gonna be okay. And the violent nature in which he's murdered. Is incredible. Hey, is
1: it one of the worst death scenes you've ever seen? Yeah, for I think. Sure. I think American History Acts the curbing.
0: This is a bad one. I mean, you actually, if you look at the interviews that were done of all the actors and the and the crew on RoboCop, this was the, one of the last scenes that was shot in the movie. No, it
1: was the last one. It was one. the very last. Well, do, you, do you know? And the they're story? all
0: grossed out by it. And what, <laughs> I, what I what I mean by saying it's Shakespearean is that even though it's just a look, I, I think a long time ago you and I. Talked about this movie
1: and for I, our sci-fi films,
0: yeah. And I, I, t- I brought up I would found something about how this is the story of Jesus Christ. Oh and yeah, you, and you thought I was crazy? Yeah, Do you the remember conspiracy this? stuff. It's yeah. not as a conspiracy. I think mm-hmm. it was very purposefully done that way. I think Van, did it take three days. To I make think Vanderhooven actually said something about this. But so you have Verhoeven, Verhoeven, Vander, 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 whatever Vander. What's the show? Vanderpump Van Der Pump Van Rules. Pum? I don't know anything about that. I just heard of the name uh, Verhoeven. <laughs> Verhoeven. Is Verhoeven? The, the, Bear. The, the, Swedish, the Swedish chef yeah. made this movie very, very specifically for a reason.
1: This was his first English movie,
0: Blood and Spirit, or whatever. That was a that wasn't an English. That movie? That was a
1: Swedish movie, or whatever. Uh,
0: yeah. All right. Maybe you're right, Max. Let me get my damn point. <laughs> <laughs> Murphy's Jesus, okay. right? So, like, he goes out there and he's murdered, and then after he's murdered, he is resurrected, and then there's a scene at the end of the movie where he's walking on water. He's not really walking on water, but it looks like he's walking on water.
1: And Jesus did shoot someone in the crotch, so I
0: think so. <laughs> He did. An apostle? Is yeah. that right? The reason I say this movie Shakespearean is because you have these really strong stories that are going on that are not just the main story, right? You've got the Dick Jones you know, fighting with the young buck who's coming up and trying to replace him. You have the story of Detroit. They're trying to provide better policing and also run everyone out. So there's this- corp- Police strikes. There's, there's a corporate America element yeah. to it. There's a, a union strike element to, a, to it.
1: The future of media.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You, and, and like this platonic relationship with Lewis. But then it, it begs the question, what's her st- I wish I knew more of her story. Like, was she married, divorced? She's wearing earrings. She cares about how she looks, but she's also tough as nails. She uh, is. Yeah. She could box. I'm over the map. I'm emotional.
1: Although it's kind of her fault that Murphy got killed, though, because she should have detained the guy who was peeing. And he's like, can I zip up? And she's like, of course. And then she gets slammed in the face. Well,
0: I think you're missing, you're missing a part <laughs> of that. She should have shot him. You, you missed uh, a big part of that. Why? She got kind of caught looking at his ding dong yeah and that's how she got in trouble i
1: didn't want to say it and i think
0: that's a really <laughs> weird part to this movie like it's it, like all she had to do is keep eye contact yeah, and yeah. everything would have been fine well max we've done a really great job talking and about that's this movie yeah, so talk to you next week where we'll be talking about dead or alive you're coming with me part two what's bugging you ask me what's say what's bugging you mer what's bugging you Murph? Kane's bugging me <laughs> I love Robocop too. All right, I guess I guess I'm too emotional. Let's just start where we always You're start. You're way over the map. Let's just talk about the facts. Give the plot. The facts. Oh, the plot. Yeah. Good, good call. I never forget the plot. The plot, boss. The plot. In a violent, near apocalyptic Detroit, evil corporation Omni Consumer Products wins a contract from the city government to privatize the police force. To test their crime eradicating cyborg, the company needs a volunteer, as Alex Murphy is shot into Swiss cheese and becomes Robocop.
1: <laughs> His hand goes. Yep.
0: But when Robocop learns of the company's nefarious relationship with street thug Clarence Butticker, all things turn upside down.
1: It's a great plot. It's a great plot. Wasn't it written by a, just a random dude on a, like a... Why don't you calm down? We're about to get to that. Okay. It's a very
0: leading question. I'm so, trying to lead
1: you. So Neumeier... You
0: know who Neumeier is? Ed Newmeyer wrote this movie. So he was a reader. So in Hollywood, because they have so many people that are turning in scripts, there are people whose jobs it is to literally just read screenplays. Sounds fun. He was the reader that found Risky Business. Oh, that's cool. He wrote an 18-page summary report saying, you got to make this movie. Like, trust me, make this damn movie. And when Risky Business became successful, they made him an exec. Once he became an exec, He realized that he had a little bit of latitude to go out and try to do his own thing. In addition to being a reader, he also worked for Universal Pictures, um, where he was a story editor. And he got so bored, he started to toy with the idea of a robot police officer. Michael Miner, who was a film student at the time and ended up becoming his partner for writing this, had a similar idea. His was called Supercop. The two came together and they wrote Robocop. Newmeyer had also snuck his way when he wasn't working onto the set of Blade Runner. And it was on Blade Runner that he was seeing all this futuristic stuff going on. And yeah. he's like, I wonder what a cop would look like. A Robocop.
1: I can't believe this wasn't done before.
0: Right? Well, it was also heavily influenced by Judge Dredd, the comic. Yep. So Neumeier, um, was aware of this comic it was a British comic. And if you actually go back and look at it, the helmet that judge dread has is very similar to what they ended up doing with Robocop as well. So after they had started writing the script, Neumeyer actually tried to pitch this to Stan Lee, who was like, I want nothing to do with this. Seriously? I think it was too close to Iron Man. That, that would be my guess of why he wanted nothing to do Iron with Man's it. Iron Man's an alcoholic billionaire. He still had the suit and everything.
1: That's the only similarity. I don't know.
0: There's a scene in the movie uh, in RoboCop when he goes into that liquor store and the guy's about to rob it where he grabs a couple things. He actually grabs an Iron Man comic book. Oh, really? That's it was cool. A little, it was a tip of the hat to, to Stanley Lee. Like an him up. I don't know. It seemed like a tip of the hat. Uh, Max, so many wild things. Uh, In order for this movie to even get greenlit in the first place, nobody wanted
1: anything to do with it. No, it got rejected by everyone in Hollywood.
0: And then it made its way to Orion, who had just come off of the heels of the success of The Terminator. Yep. And I think that there is an openness on their end. They were known prior to The Terminator for very critically acclaimed films that didn't necessarily blow the doors off of the box office. They'd done Amadeus. Um, What else have they done?
1: I mean, that's enough. That's, that's a big one. That's, yeah. I, probably Gandhi, I'm guessing. That's a,
0: Is that a shot in the dark guy's on Yeah.
1: Okay. <laughs> probably. <Gandhi. laughs> well, you said like big, boring movies. I, I, I didn't say well. boring.
0: I said critically acclaimed that weren't box office smashes. You're so, like,
1: Gandhi. so, would you rather be a producer that has like all the Oscars and all, or would you rather produce like the Robocop? I just want to
0: produce Robocop. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm on board for that. Cyborgs. 100%. Yeah. Absolutely. Um. So they eventually are going through who they want in this movie. So there's a combination of things that have to take place, right? Number one, you got to get someone to buy into the idea. So Orion buys into the idea. They're like, we like it. Then you got to find a director. They literally went through a Rolodex and got uh, the Swedish chef, Verhoeven. (laughs) I butcher his
1: name. Don't besmirch him. He's amazing. You love him. He has the greatest four-film run of all time. Hit me, Max. What do you got? So it's this. It's Paul Verhoeven. Yep. This. Total Recall. Basic Instincts, Showgirls, Starship Troopers. Is it
0: Basic Instinct or Instincts?
1: Instinct. Yeah. Yeah. So five film run. I love Showgirls. I, I do too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited. When she like throws the marbles and that girl hurts herself, I feel that every time. You do? Yeah. That's a good call. What's your favorite of his of all five of those? Starship Troopers. Oh, I mean, obviously. We're Total we're Rico? Uh,
0: I do love. Total I was like, Rico.
1: You, you love Total Rico.
0: Get back to Air, Hagen, You have what you want. Now give them to Air. That's your number three. God, I guess I really do like Starship Troopers.
1: Basic Instinct. I mean, Sharon Stone that is my fun, uh, Hall early uh, hall Pass early nineties. Sharon Stone is my Hall Pass. I don't know. She still looks great. Uh, I don't know.
0: Uh, you never know. All right, so they get uh, they get Vanderhooven. <laughs> That's and
1: not his name is <laughs> fine, it's close enough. It's Verhoeven, down. they get
0: Verhoeven. He did Hollow Man, too. They get Hollow Man's great, they yeah. get they get Verhoeven, and Verhoeven was widely known as a maniac. Yeah, uh, and it's interesting because Orion had done a previous picture with them. We were just debating this a blood couple seconds wine? ago. Yeah, no, I think that's tears and blood, Secretions flesh and blood, and flesh, and and blood. Mucus?
1: flesh and blood, <laughs> flesh and blood, <laughs> flesh and blood, Jesus puss Christ. and pulsing.
0: Stop it, come on. <laughs> he went grossly over budget on that film, so when they brought him on, they should have known what they were getting because that's exactly what happened. So the The budget for Terminator was 7 mil. That's wild. And they originally wanted to get RoboCop made for 7 mil, and they were like, there's no way. So they bumped it to 10 mil, and they thought that would be enough. But of course, they're over budget, over budget, over budget. So I found this really interesting fact. When you sign up to do a film, there's obviously a ton of legal paperwork that goes through this. Hmm. So one of the items that was... A signature based page said, you know, I will do I will deliver this film and here's what the budget is. They typically give that to you before you start shooting and they forgot. So that didn't get to them until (laughs) they didn't get to them to the end. And they're like, I'm not signing this because it'd be like falsifying a document. And, you know, I don't want to break the prime directive, you know, dead or alive. And they got Orion to bump it to Thirteen. Yep,
1: thirteen is what it cost.
0: and that's what gave him the extra wiggle room at the very end. But Verhoeven was still upset. He wanted like sixteen million to make the movie, and it just well, the wasn't suit alone happening.
1: cost a million bucks.
0: The suit. You want to talk about the suit because that's some cool stuff.
1: Well, no. First of all, you're talking about budget. So you're saying uh, Murphy's death is so gruesome, and it's what you remember. It wouldn't have existed unless without that contract. without that bump. Yeah, yeah. yeah because it wasn't. Didn't... I don't
0: think it was originally a part of the of the. Movie. No,
1: no. So it it was going to be a big scene, but he realized he couldn't afford it. He was running Got out it. of money. Gotcha. So gotcha, he gotcha. showed all the executives the. The whole movie besides the, the uh, Murphy death, and they gave him the extra money to do the Murphy death. It was filmed in L.A. It was the last thing that was filmed.
0: Well, that's not the only thing that almost derailed this movie. Um, when it was done, it was it had an X rating. Rejected
1: what? 12 times by the MPA. Oh, I got eight times. Oh.
0: I got eight times. But either way, eight to 12, it doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, it's a lot. Um, an X rating would have effectively destroyed the movie. Yeah. Not so much. I actually think people would have still gone to see it, but like you can't make... The merchandising, Spaceballs
1: the movie, Spaceballs the
0: baseball Can you camp. put
1: X movies in 80s movie theaters? I think so. Were you just walking around and you're like, should I see the Goonies or this well, pornography? Because no. again, because
0: the, but the bottom line is I think because it was not pornography, it was just violence. They yeah. could have got away with it. Okay. I don't think it would have hurt distribution as much as you think. Got it. But it would have killed them on everything else, right? You couldn't have had that Korean fried chicken commercial. <laughs> Can you please put that up on uh, TikTok? The, I don't know what that is. Are you kidding me? No. There's a RoboCop Korean fried chicken commercial. That's going on now? No, from this movie. Oh, when okay. this movie came out. So it's it's all in Core- I'm not even going to try to imitate the the yeah, language. Yeah, please don't. But there this family's like sitting around and the mom's making some Korean frozen Fried chicken, and RoboCop comes through the TV like that movie with the VHS cassette, yeah, yeah. The ring, like he walks through the TV like that, and he's like, "Where's the fried chicken?" I'm, I'm, he says it in <laughs> Korean, obviously, but, uh, and then he eats delicious fried chicken. <laughs> And then she points to the refrigerator and he picks it up and walks away with the entire refrigerator. And that, my friend, is your that's most magic moment of the day. Have I hope
1: you've not seen that commercial. I don't know. I know Richard Nixon promoted this movie. He
0: did. Yeah. Uh, $25,000 to the Boys and Girls Club of America or no, the Boy Scouts or to something. To the American
1: Boys Club, which yeah. that doesn't sound like something that exists. This is like a, no, that's, front. a real, that's a real thing. Real, American Boys Club? Yeah. It's my boys. Isn't America just a boys club anyways? Like, why do we need a that's club? It's corporate America. That's yeah. a boys club. There. Yeah. It's
0: corporate America.
1: Were there women on the board in the Rebel Cop*? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, there were women in that room. Yeah, it's, it's 2043.
0: There you go. It's the future. The yeah. future is the now. The future. Well, that's the thing. They uh, Even though it was supposed to take place in Detroit, they felt that the look of Detroit was not futuristic. Old factories were there, so they moved it to Dallas. And also, Dallas gave them an incredible break financially to shoot the movie there, and it had more of a futuristic skyline. So there's only one... Stock footage of Detroit used. It's at the very
1: beginning <laughs> of the movie. It's the, the greatest Detroit movie ever. No Detroit. Detroit, I
0: know. It's a bummer. It feels Detroitish though. It does. RoboCop opened in theaters July in '87. There's only one other new release at the time. Do you know what it was? Was it Predator? Jaws: The Revenge. No, okay. <laughs> so RoboCop beat the weekend on that with eight million. Um, and then the other thing that was actually out at the time, which is kind of cool that it beat, was Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. They were re-showing that.
1: You know, Disney every yeah, once yeah. in a while would throw that out. Similar films.
0: So, I've got 53 million? Yep. Okay. On a $13 million budget, so Which I is not totally as made much, their money back.
1: Yeah, not as much as I thought though, you know, for as iconic as it was cuz you got to remember RoboCop has like a billion dollars in toy sales. Right. You well, it, cr-
0: it cracked the top 20 for the year.
1: Well, I found it interesting. This seems like a movie that like overseas would do well. You know what I mean? He's like, "Oh, action. This didn't get released outside of US and Canada." Really? Look at the gross. That $53 million is the total. So I, I did an investigation.
0: I'm very surprised by that because... Maybe afterwards? I'll get to this a little bit more uh, in detail later, but there is a famous artist who would do sexy robots. And that's what the design for RoboCop was based on. And it was a very popular magazine. I want to say in Japan, but I could be wrong. But I always thought that that was part of the allure of this is that it had legs to reach into other countries because of some of the stuff. Yeah, there's no
1: wor- there's no worldwide growth. Oh, let, let me make sure. Oh, need to check that up. Yeah, no overseas stuff. Weird. Very interesting.
0: The original theatrical trailer that Orion used uh, took the same theme music from Terminator to use on uh, RoboCop. Oh, that's awesome. So embedded in this movie are lots of little tips of the hat, Easter eggs, stuff like that. You know, when the scientists bring out Ed 209, his name tag, that scientist, it reads McNamara, uh, which apparently was the U.S. Secretary of War during Vietnam. And that was was intentional. Weird. The design of the Ed 209 was also built on the the Bell UH UH-1H Huey gunship. Well, that's not all. I know. yeah, And, and a killer whale.
1: And more. It, it, uh, <laughs> all right. I'm so
0: excited. And more. But hey, that was the most used helicopter in yeah. Vietnam
1: as well. And they made the growls of a jaguar, the squeals of a pig, and they also made it look like the toys called Robotech from 1985. Yes. Who thought of all that? Like, just mashed uh, together. Yeah. It's a weird looking thing, isn't it? It is. Was there an actual real one? I think there's a picture of someone next to a real one.
0: Yeah, they had... Well, there's... Remember the scene when... uh it has the glitch and it kills the guy. Yeah. That's all claymation except at the very end when the guns are steaming. That's an actual robot sitting there.
1: Oh, interesting. Yeah.
0: If you look, it's, it's – I mean you have to check it up again like when he fell
1: out of the window and you didn't believe me. I think when he falls down the stairs, my favorite scene, he's like eh. – I can get there (laughs) with his little paw.
0: Back to the Jesus Christ thing. I forgot to mention that when Murphy's killed, his hand gets blown off by a bullet. Yeah. Nailed, if you will. Oh. He stands in a crucified fashion with his body pierced with bullets everywhere. So that's another part of it, too. When he's in the hospital, he gets reconstructed. I mentioned that.
1: You know, the hospital team was actual real surgeons and they just ad libbed what they would normally do,
0: (laughs) which was like, oh,
1: my God. But <laughs> Rookie's in the back, puking his guts up. got a body bag! Why don't more movies do that? Because it felt real. You know what I mean? Like Because usually what is real isn't, like, very interesting. isn't
0: sexy enough for everybody. They need something. If
1: someone's like circling the drain, they're yelling stuff, right? I guess, man. Yeah. I guess. And this one is very exciting. It was, it was nice. Yeah. It's good.
0: It's good. It good. All right, Max, let's get into the fun stuff. Okay. Toxic waste death. So they're going to get all these people to put the stuff together. They go after Chris Wayless first. Because now they've, they've essentially gotten the director that they want. Yep. And they got to start thinking about building out the suit and the character. So he's he the guy in The Fly. You love The Fly. Yeah. He didn't work. What Be they afraid. originally what they what they originally built was too like gross and slimy. And well, what did
1: they expect? It's I, The Fly. And it's the Fly, right?
0: <laughs> then they got Rob Bottin. He did The Thing, Witches of Eastwick, and Interspace, which we should do an episode on Interspace. I love Interspace. Yes, please do. I really love Interspace. <laughs>
1: but you're missing some of his most fun ones that are just random. He was the makeup artist on Airplane. <laughs> That's so random. I'm trying to think of... Uh, uh, legend. Yep,
0: because Rob Bottin called in Miles Tevis. Miles Tevis did Legend, RoboCop, Total Recall,
1: um, and but he, wait, wait, there's more. <laughs> he did. Uh, <laughs> Go ahead. He did Basic Instinct, Seven, Mission Impossible, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, Fight Club, Charlie's Angels, and his last movie, the classic makeup artist movie, Mr. Deeds. And <laughs> a he's a also makeup, on Game of Thrones. A lot of makeup work. A lot of makeup. Yeah. Work.
0: Uh, um, for Ed 209, I thought this was kind of interesting, too. They kept these completely separate. So that's the team that worked on RoboCop. Then when they wanted Ed 209, they got Phil Tippett, and he was stop motion animation. I keep saying claymation. What I mean to say is stop motion animation. Same thing. It's the classier yeah. way of saying it. This guy's got some chops. Yeah. He did the empirical walker scene in Empire Strikes Back.
1: Oh, yeah. There you and go. And that's, that's... Didn't that revolutionize stop motion? Like, that was know. like the big thing.
0: I thought... Dick Jones falling out of the window <laughs> is what revolutionized stop motion, but I guess according to you, right. I'm wrong. You know, um, so that remember I mentioned that magazine. the The magazine was called Robot Sexy, and it was by this guy, oh, big subscriber, Soryama.
1: Yeah, I think that's a name. Soryama, Sorayama. Uh, sexy, sexy, <laughs> sexy
0: chrome robots. And, He's got uh, those
1: big full lips. Uh, yeah.
0: You've got big full lips.
1: No, kind of. Are you talking
0: about RoboCop has big full lips? Peter Weller. Yeah. Well, let's talk about why he's got big full lips because there's a reason for that.
1: Plastic surgery.
0: No. So they originally wanted Michael Ironside as RoboCop and he wanted to rewrite the entire script and he wanted RoboCop to have a harem. Did you know that? No. So they were like, we'll see you later. That's not the type of movie we're making.
1: No. Well, kind of actually.
0: Arnold. When did RoboCop have a harem in this movie? Well, no.
1: If RoboCop had a harem. It wouldn't be that out of line with how crazy this movie is.
0: You know what? You'll have to explain to me later how you would write the a gir- harem.
1: The girls from the uh, Grenade House. They yeah, probably into, just went into, over into, into and and hung RoboCop's out.
0: harem. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> great Max, great work as always. Uh Arnold wanted it. Um, And when they started kind of sizing him up for it, they're like, there's no way he'd look like the Michelin man. (laughs) That's their words. He'd look like the Michelin man. Peter Fonda walked into the production office and said, here I am. I'm RoboCop. But the important thing about that. No, you're not. No, you're (laughs) not. But the important thing from that visit is what they learned immediately is the three things they had to look for when they were trying to find RoboCop. They had to find someone skinny, very fit, great chin and lips. So the skinny part to be able to fit and move inside of the...
1: We would not be Robocop.
0: No, we would not. The fit part because of the physical demands of being in Robocop. Oh, for two. And then <laughs> the
1: chin and lips. Darn it. Uh, I guess yeah. we're not dead I'm turkey alive. We're pretty, not badly. Very pretty.
0: But, <laughs> but the chin and lips was a big one because that's all that was going to be showing of the actor. So They nailed it. It was really interesting. Their approach through the entire thing was let's just keep going through casting because they had time, right? It was going to take like s- six months to build this costume and they had time to find who they wanted. So they started auditioning all these people. And as they would come in, they would be like, no, you're not right for Robocop, but they would put them to other roles like Miguel Fiera. Walked in and they're like, nope, that's going to be. Bob. Oh, I
1: didn't know he yep. auditioned for RoboCop. Yep, uh, he was great. Kurtwood Smith,
0: same thing. They, Shut up! They, he auditioned for RoboCop. I think they're taking like general auditions yeah. and they are shifting people to the positions they thought. fit What do you the think best. you can be? <laughs> I'm your RoboCop <laughs> for the female role, uh, Stephanie Zimblin, who is from Remington Steel. Yeah. Uh, and then they ended up going with Nancy Allen. She's perfect. She is great. I can't imagine another Lewis. I don't know why she didn't
1: have a better career.
0: I don't know why they forced the name to be Lewis. And I always want to say Lois, and it's not Lois. It's L E W I S. They wanted to make like Pat from Saturday Night Live. They wanted her to be almost androgynous. Yeah. Is androgynous the right word? Is that yeah, yeah. in between? Yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. Means, no, androgynous just means non sexual.
0: Yes. Yeah. They want her to be androgynous. Yeah, you're good. In between. All it's right. Same thing. Okay. Don't I that. don't know what the words are nowadays. i <laughs> get emails from people, you know, God forbid. Uh, God bless
1: 80s fans. We never get those emails. No, no, we do not.
0: <laughs> um, but one of the cool things about Nancy Allen taking this role was that her dad was a New York cop for 30 years. Lieutenant. So she kind
1: of knew what to do. Yeah, she kicked butt. When Peter
0: Weller came in, they were like, yeah, like this is our guy. All he had under his belt was Buckaroo Banzai, which is amazing. It's a great movie. He wouldn't read on tape. They wanted him to send in a tape, and he wouldn't do it. So they had to meet him for lunch, and I guess he crushed it. He's a bit Uh, of a weirdo. He's a super weirdo. Yeah, he almost ruined this entire movie. But we'll we'll get there with his maiman, Max. Before we go any further into our treasure trove of facts and fun things about RoboCop, why don't we take a quick break for some words from our sponsors. Buzz in the Tower is also brought to you by Dolby Real Estate. You can find them at WeAreDolby.com. If you're looking to buy a home, if you're looking to sell a home, there's no better place to go than Dolby Real Estate. You may recall when RoboCop Murphy finally started to realize that he was once a man. He went back to his house that was being sold, right? Like if you're the real estate agent, yeah, you know, the family moved because the husband was shot into a million different pieces and turned into a side Beautiful house
1: though. Beautiful house. A lot of sun.
0: Dolby real estate would get that house sold or they would get the person that needs to buy it into it. And that's why you need them. They're a, a, okay. (laughs) USA. Okay. Bloodsport. (laughs) I don't know why I'm back at Bloodsport. Don't Less be real, snort. There you go. But Adobe Real Estate is the best group of real estate agents that you're going to find. Whether you're buying a home or selling a home, reach out to them today. 400 million in sales in 2021. A thousand homes sold. They are the right group to work with you. Whether you're buying or selling, tell them that Buzz in the Tower sent you and get the right real estate agent today. So Peter Weller gets the job and he is a method actor by all accounts of the word. Method
1: others suck.
0: Yeah. So he demands that everybody refers to him either as Murphy or Robo. <laughs> then he Fair also was like i'm not
1: freaking doing he that. also says
0: if you're hiring me you gotta hire <laughs> do you know what this makes me think of it's speaking of fear and loathing when uh johnny depp's always like uh
1: i'll need to be bringing my attorney mm-hmm. with me
0: <laughs> so he insists that he brings what's his name the of the mime, mime. guy yeah what's his name
1: i don't know oh damn it mime mimerson No,
0: Monty yakim
1: see close yakim barely killed barely knew him <laughs>
0: uh he was a performer who taught at juilliard and they worked for months together When shooting this film It's kind of interesting They did all of the Non-RoboCop scenes first Because that RoboCop suit Wasn't ready On time at all In fact it literally Wasn't ready Until the first day That they had to start Shooting with him in it Which in and of itself Was a disaster It took somewhere <laughs> Between 8 to 12 hours To get him in the suit So everybody shows That's up so much time Everybody shows up For the shoot that day They've already been Shooting the movie They've been doing All the other scenes You know they they don't Need RoboCop You know the, the reveal Of RoboCop was very much uh,
1: Spielbergian
0: right It was wasn't showing the whole shark right at once. No, so,
1: because you get his uh his perspective. You got the POV. I really like that was smart. I
0: thought it was cool. They, they do the POV shot. Then you see him in the actual monitor walking by. You see glimpses of him when he's kind of going into the shooting range and then he goes back into his cage. When he gets his keys to get his car, that scene where
1: he he's like, keys, hey, well, he yeah. needs a
0: car, and he throws it to him. That took hours for him to catch the keys because of how stiff the Outfit was that he was in the outfit, the costume. It was worth it. It was a good key catch. Agree. Yeah. Agree. I don't know if it was worth it. Agree. Confirm. Dead or alive, you're catching these keys.
1: What would your fourth directive be?
2: Might hidden Consume
0: directive. Consume pizza. I do like pizza. <laughs> uh, Your hidden fourth directive. What a great name for a band, the fourth, fourth directive. directive. Yeah, it's pretty good. What a great name for a podcast. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's a much better name than Buzz in the it's Tower. It's too
1: deep cut. People no
0: way. The fourth directive. People would think would What if you had a podcast solely dedicated to
1: RoboCop? Cop? Then we'd be doing what we're doing right now, but just every week. <laughs> you think we could get two years out of it? Yeah. Today. Today on the fourth directive. I mean, there's podcasts that do uh, one minute that's of a crazy. movie.
0: Crazy. You know what I mean? Absolutely crazy. Yeah. You, have you it. listened to those? No. I have they, no
1: interest in They that. do one minute and then they do the whole movie for like 180 podcasts. So
0: they're shooting this film in Dallas. It's 100 degrees out. He
1: lost three pounds of sweat a day. Eight pounds. Why do you
0: get the wrong numbers everywhere? Eight pounds, Max. A three looks like an eight. Eight pounds. It's half of an eight. <laughs>
1: It's got the it's got the squirrelies. the squirrelies. <laughs> I hate you so much. So he eight pounds of sweat. It's a lot. That's what Shaq would lose. That's, I it's don't a think. Lot. No, where do you find this fact? I'm calling shenanigans. Uh,
0: we're not, you're not looking up yet. Another. I've been right on every fact that you've double checked today. Okay, every for, single
1: one. You know, what? no one gets to listen to this, but you check facts all the time and have to wait like a little dumb child. <laughs> And Call me a you're little gonna, dumb You're going to wait like a little Fine, dumb job. waiting.
0: Here we go. After some research, it looks like you were correct. It was Woo! three pounds. was a
1: little dumb child now. Right. Good for you, Max. You're one, one for three. Great work. Great Who's work. the dumbest kid in all of movies? The kid from Matilda who ate the chocolate cake? That's you. With chocolate cake all over your face. Are you done? I'd like to get back to the movie if I might. <laughs> the I'm human right. head weighs eight pounds. Anyways. Jerry Maguire.
0: So when they were taking breaks on set, you would often see Weller with his mime coach wearing like. Football shoulder pads, doing ballet and practicing <laughs> on the side.
1: Well, you know what? They originally wanted to make it look like a snake. And the, then they put on the suit. It's like it can't happen.
0: The irony of all of this is he spent months training with like this classic mime. Yeah. And when he actually. Classic got, mime. Yeah. When he has classic mime. <laughs> when he got the suit on, he couldn't do any of it. Yeah. And actually, when he tried to do it, they were like, yeah, stop doing that right now. <laughs> and that led to the tension that eventually bubbled over between uh, him and Verhoeven. Now, not a lot of people know this but we know this because we watch Brian Volkweiss's The Movies That Made Us on Netflix. But they actually got to the point where he was done and he didn't want to do any more of it and they got in a bad fight and Verhoeven said, fine, get out of here, you're done. They took the stuntman, Threw him inside the Robocop suit and they're like, You're Robocop.
1: <laughs> Seriously? Yeah, the guy's. Are like, there
0: scenes? I don't know if there's scenes, but I know that it was a come to Jesus moment for Peter Waller yeah. and he came back and was like, All right, we're good. I'll, I'll do what you want me to do. But he was brutal on this. He was really hard to work with. He wasn't kind to people. He was a little dramatic, a little high maintenance, but he was perfect. So I guess you can't get mad at him. Now he was in Robocop two, but I don't think he was in Robocop three.
1: I think that's right. Yeah. And, but I, I have to say though, his walk is actually really good. It's very robotic. They did. It right? up,
0: yeah, it ended up being great, but I think that was the problem too, Is he got a little too too robotic, like he was doing a little bit of the like you know safety dance. Robot. Yeah, I kind of
1: like that. Yeah,
0: no, I'm I'm, I'm saying yeah. that's what they got him to change. Oh, he was laying it on a little too thick. Okay, he was like, I am Robocop. <laughs>
1: doing safety dance we all know what you were doing I know so
0: they get ready to shoot for the day and Peter Weller comes in they have no idea how long it's going to take to get the suit on so all the other actors and actresses in the crew are getting ready to go so it took 8 to 11 hours just to get him in the thing and they're interviewing Nancy Allen and she was saying how after watching that happen that they were either going to shut this thing down or it was going to be total chaos it's one of those movies too where a lot of people were like this is going to be garbage it wasn't until they did that initial cut that some of them were like, yeah, we caught lightning in a bottle. Yeah,
1: it's like the fire festival until it actually worked <laughs> out. fire festival. I love that. Your comparison is incredible to me.
0: So according to Weller, the modified 9 millimeter Beretta automatic sidearm that RoboCop has in his thigh and does his shooting with, yeah. the FBI... Had to actually approve it to get entry of it into the United States because of how dangerous of a weapon it was. It was a prototype,
1: yeah. It's wild. Uh, Selena wanted her first gun. Uh, she's getting that one.
0: Really? No, is it, it exists?
1: No, she's getting like a little twenty two.
0: Okay. I was like, that's kind of weird. I didn't even know it existed. Um, so he said, Weller said handling it was like trying to spin and twirl half of a baseball bat. <laughs>
1: Like, that's it is gigantic. It's huge.
0: It's huge. Well, he's got titanium fingers. Yeah. When they finally fixed, I know we mentioned the X rating and how they had to put it in eight to 10 times, whatever. But it really was only a few seconds that they had to change the clips from. And it was the Ed 209 glitch scene and then the killing of Murphy. Those were the two scenes they had to really trim stuff out of to get from the X to the R rating.
1: And I think wait, you forgot the third one, though. Like they, the MPAA wanted them to cut the toxic waste. Uh, they wouldn't scene. do it. Yeah. But the thing is, the test audiences saw it and people's reactions were like actually happy for it that scene freaks me out
0: i it's my least favorite scene in the movie because it kind of grosses me out a little the bit the
1: bones coming out of his fingers so you know
0: how they did that they actually
1: uh the drippy they part covered the, him in toxic
0: the, the, the drippy part of his fingers they stretched the skin and they put weights in it so that it would actually hang and look like it was like oh dripping my, on, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah it you know, is it was, so good
0: help me kill me. me. <laughs> he doesn't say that he no i know i was just i was thinking of uh what movie is it say kill me i mean
1: there's, I mean, there's Simpsons when they create the Toad person. No. Do you
0: know what this is from? When we were talking but, about, uh, we were talking about Howard the Duck and cloning. <laughs> and I was like, quack, kill yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's really good. Was it Alien Resurrection I'm thinking of? Where where they have all the different, like.
1: There are those ones, yeah. yeah but no, there is, like, they create, like, a frog clone in The Simpsons. Remember, it's like, kill me. But that's, that's
0: mocking something. It's all mocking something. I can't remember what it is. Look it up, Max. Dude, look it up. Great work, Max. More research. Mid-show research. Aliens. Aliens, yeah. When they When they find the little cocoon area. Yeah. It's like, kill me. I'm here. Do it now. (laughs) Kill me. That's the worst way to die, Schwarzenegger. No, it only in your yeah, chest. yeah, having something planted inside of you is not a good way to die. No, and y'all wet. Uh, Weller couldn't see or hear inside of the suit. Was he listening to music? Yeah, he was. He was listening to Peter <laughs> Gabriel's Red Rain. So in that in that scene when they are <laughs> with so the, with, insane in that scene with the drug dealers when yeah. they're having that like he kicks the door down and there's he's just murdering everybody. Yeah, apparently he's doing it listening to Red Rain by Peter Gabriel. He said it was wildly
1: psychologically enjoyable. I don't know how to respond to that. It's Peter Weller, man. He's, <laughs> He's great in Shakedown. You need to see Shakedown.
0: Breakdown, you're busted.
1: <laughs> no, well, they play that song in it. I think. <laughs> Do they really? Yeah. I hope so.
0: So the movie was pitched initially. <laughs> when mind. I read this, it made perfect sense as much as I think that it's supposed to be the story of Jesus Christ. What makes more sense is that it was originally pitched as a futuristic version of The Lone Ranger. So it mimics the aspects of the Western classic... You got the yep. gun twirl. Yeah. Murphy being gunned down by bandits only to return as a masked lawman of vengeance.
1: Yeah. And like the government's evil or like the, you know, like the martial service or like, I don't know. Yeah. No, no. it's okay. You're good. I tried.
0: Robocop never wore pants when he was driving because he couldn't fit into the car. <laughs> Bet you didn't know that.
1: Why are there no pictures of that? Just Robocop and his cool. undies. No pants. Tidy whities. No pants.
0: Uh, Verhoeven. You
1: <laughs> love saying his name. I do.
0: He has a cameo in the club scene when Robocop goes to arrest Leon Nash. He does. Right after. Nash tries to kick him in the robo you know what you see uh, director Paul Verhoeven
1: do you know he didn't know that that, that was in the movie no I didn't know so that. the editors he was trying to hype up everyone that the dance scene like get everyone excited and the people caught him on camera and the editors kept it in as a joke oh that's funny yeah
0: so they didn't I, I mentioned how they didn't have the suit ready and they had to do all the shots that had uh, no suit available the first shots that they did to make up for time is they did the confrontation in the bathroom between Dick Jones and uh, Bob is that his name yeah and the other ones they did all of the satirical i'll buy that for a dollar shots oh really yeah they were doing that um to again to keep them working and not be so behind in scheduling that's neat yeah you're neat you're a neat guy
1: would well, you know the uh, i'd buy that for a dollar comes from something
0: i well yeah so i think initially it's supposed to be a tip of the hat to benny hill but the actual i'd buy that for a dollar god what is it it's from? a short
1: story by cyril cornbluth uh, the story That's was right. called The Marching Hornbluff. Morons. Now I remember. <laughs> Corn blue. Uh, which shows a cynical view of the future that is desensitized to violence and war. There you go. Yeah.
0: Max, do you have any other facts before we jump into
1: characters? Oh, my God. I got so many facts. Hit me. Let's see. Hit I me mean, with the horns, Tony. The, the drug bust scene. Uh, remember when he like, just goes in and there's so many quick cuts, it's almost dizzying? Yes. That wasn't a stylistic choice. The guns kept jamming, so they had to quick cut from everyone because the guns kept breaking.
0: That feels so safe.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they probably use real guns knowing Verhoeven yeah. uh, let's see uh, they had concerns that cops would hate this movie and they loved it they right? loved it yeah, yeah. and their favorite scene all the cops were the you have a right to remain silent with Boddicker scene
0: so when Boddicker <laughs> spits blood on the paperwork when they were about to shoot that scene he went to Verhoeven and I, and said hey I got an idea you know what do you think of me doing this he's like yeah let's see that and I guess ever since then they got along smashingly with each other because at this time Kurtwood Smith that de- didn't have like a ton under his belt and he had never really played the quote unquote bad guy. I also, by the way, think that Ironside and Boddicker are interchangeable when you look at Total Recall and
1: Robocop. Yep, absolutely. I
0: often like swap them and, and think that one is the other.
1: But in a good way, like they're both fantastic in what they do. In
0: this movie, who do you think is most recastable and least recastable?
1: Most recastable. Um, well, I think Peter Weller is perfect. It's RoboCop. That, yeah. Like, because his head looks weird too. Like when they stretch his head out and like you see it as with the, the bald cap and all. Yep, yep. He's so strange looking. You know what I mean? Like, and when he says, uh, he says thanks. Oh, he says it's Murphy at the end. Yeah. Like it kind of tears me up a little bit. Are you able to focus on the question I asked? <laughs> yeah. So Weller is irreplaceable. <laughs> Thank you. And who Are you talking is talking about getting teared up? Who is, who is replaceable? Um, any of the goons. Major characters. Bob is
0: the most replaceable.
1: I, I think Bob does a really good job. He
0: does. He's also the most replaceable.
1: Yeah, because there's a lot. I mean, you could play. What's his name? Ha, uh, Hans Booby. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, you, could, you could put
1: anybody there. Yeah. Hart Bachman. Bachner.
0: Yeah. Um, I actually think that Kurtwood Smith is the most irreplaceable part of this movie. Really? I think you okay. could get someone else to play Robocop. And you, you're not used to it, so it take a while to get used to it. But I think Kurtwood Smith kills it. He,
1: he is he is so unique, because no one looks like an accountant, but is like the most ruthless, violent... So he's based on some
0: serial killer. Is he really? Yeah, the the character's... Be, uh, may, it may not have been a serial killer. It might have been like a drug cartel that's guy. That's still awesome. But I guess that whoever this guy was wore glasses, looked like an accountant, and used to go into large crowds of people and drop grenades.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: So that's that's who he was based off of. I
1: thought it was wild. Kurtwood Smith's wife, Joan Perkle, is Dick Jones' secretary.
0: Oh, really? Really? Yeah. So oh, like that's that flirting. So were flirting with each other. Yeah. That's fine. So you can that's keep really that fine. gum. There you yeah. Know. yeah, I will keep that gum. How
1: much fun do you think they had in that scene? It's like you get to act like that to your spouse. You'd love that. I would love that. You, that's like a fantasy camp for you. <laughs> like if you could replay any scene in this movie. with No way. There's others I would replay. What would you do? The killing of Murphy. <laughs> You'd be Murphy? <laughs> I'd be Murphy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Fulfilling my destiny is Jesus. I'd be the guy peeing. Yeah. Who peed all over himself because he had to get out of there too quick? No. Oh, no. No. <laughs> they're <laughs> on the bathroom scene when he's like uncomfortable because no. Dick Jones is yelling. That's great, APs but he's all over himself. I'm like, that's you.
1: No, the guy who gets you do busted PL by, <laughs> who who gets gets busted by uh, Lewis. I know who you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Any other oh, facts? Uh, the gas station clerk was based on Verhoeven, who wore glasses and studied math. Oh. you know he didn't make movies until he was out of college. I did not. He know was that. in the navy. And he started making documentaries for the Navy. Where he
0: could sail the seven seas? Yeah,
1: the Deutschland.
0: In the Navy.
1: And the tagline for this movie was almost, he's like Dirty Harry with ball bearings.
0: It's a terrible tagline. It's a really
1: bad one. It's really, really bad. Yeah. Um. What else do we got? Body count was 34 people. Yeah. A lot of murder. A lot of murder. Uh, and uh, planes, trains, and automobiles. Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
2: <No>.
1: <laughs> i saw this in my notes it said plans for uh and i just have <laughs> planes trains and automobiles
2: you're a moron
1: oh gas is uh 579 a gallon in this movie well the future was predicting it i guess If <laughs> oh,
0: ex- 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 you're just scraping <laughs>
1: for facts like we can go no, to the characters no, this is fascinating I is know. it fascinating yeah. is it about planes trains and automobiles <laughs> no. rogo's food do you know what it's made of baby food no do you know what they like made They know. parsnip tomato puree and crushed Butterfingers, delicious. Are you good? Yeah, I'm done. Are we are you sure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. <sighs> the Iceland title for this movie was The Night of the Street. Uh, Paul
0: Verhoeven, yeah, director, 1987. We talked about the movies that he did. We did. Um, okay. Nancy Allen, Ann Lewis. I listed 1941. She was obviously in other movies other than that. I'm kind of surprised she didn't have more of a career. And I saw her in that interview for uh, the movies that made us. She is still gorgeous yeah she actually looks better now and she's got to be 70s? 78 years old she's 78 i don't know you're making things up i hate <laughs> you uh dan o'hearly
1: played the old man do you know what else he was tell me what else he was Do you know a little movie called the last starfighter i do he's greg he's greg you're right that's really cool why aren't you excited <laughs>
0: i forgot i totally forgot you are just
1: disappointed in yourself And i didn't know I'm yeah gonna, i hate when you have facts i don't have okay and dick jones but we know who
0: he is Bone
1: Ronnie Cox.
0: Ronnie Cox, Bogomil, Beverly Hills Cop. Oh, yeah. And he's also Loudon's dad in Vision Quest. Yeah, but more importantly, Bogomil.
1: Yeah, he is. Come on, dude. He's good as a villain. He is.
0: Kurtwood Smith, That 70s Show. Um, Under
1: Indy, Siege 2. Yep. <laughs>
0: the Sieging. <eating. laughs>
1: Broken Arrow. <laughs> and most importantly, he's the voice of Gene the Vending Machine in Regular Show. Ooh. Yeah. That I
0: didn't know. So this is a random one that you'll appreciate. So Miguel Ferrer. Who played Bob Morton, yep. uh, who is the up-and-coming developer and creator of Robocop. He's kind of my idol. I don't know that you remember that he was in this, but you should get a kick out of it. Star Trek Three. He was the first officer. No search way. Searcher Spock. That's cool. Now, this one's strictly for me. When you looked at my computer before we started the podcast, what did you see I'd been looking at recently and you asked me?
1: Oh, my God. Uh, hot Shots. Part 2. Is he in it? He's Harbinger. That's cool.
0: So, do you remember at the very beginning of Hot Shots, one of the guys who is uh, not the POW, but, um the guy who goes in with the first group and tries to kill Saddam Hussein, yeah, and then eventually topper Harley, Goes over there and shows the decree that says, you're in, I'm out. That's Harbinger. He's running the military plans for everyone. That's the same dude. Isn't that wild?
1: That is insane.
0: I knew you'd like I that. really like him. Here's he's- another one for you. Remember the scene where you've got the regular police, the Detroit police, and you've got that SWAT guy who's like the, his name's the actor's name is Michael Gregory, but he's Lieutenant Hedgecock in the movie. Remember when they're shooting at him, uh, when they all start shooting at RoboCop, he's like, we have orders to open yeah, yeah. fire. So, that guy is also the hotel manager in Beverly Hills Cop.
1: That's amazing. <laughs> I love that stuff.
0: And then, my last one, and there are other characters, you can name them, but this is the only one that was exciting to me. So, there's a scene at the beginning of the movie when Robocop is coming to the aid of a woman who is being assaulted by two thugs. One of the thugs has blonde hair, the other thug gets shot in the groin. Yep. Do you remember the blonde hair thug at all? Uh, he's got nice hair. Got nice hair. His name is Scott Thompson. He is Copeland from Police Academy 1, 3, and 4. No way. Remember the two guys that yeah. were like, yeah, that's Copeland.
1: That's so cool. Here you go, Max. I love that. A little gift for you. I love, you know, everyone out there, by the way, when we make TikToks, we're like, can you believe he was in that movie? You know what? It's fun to do that stuff. People get naughty. And yeah. they'll say, are like, yeah, oh, I you know. know. That's so weird that yeah. an actor
0: would be in multiple movies. You
1: shut your mouth. Yeah. You shut your... Sorry. That's part of being friends is just hanging out and be like, remember he was in this movie?
0: Thank you for being Yeah. Friend. Thank you. Travel down the road and back again.
1: Is it one of your top yeah, five? Heart movies? is true. I love RoboCop. Know that wasn't ever. my question. Top five. Yeah. Is it in there? You got Predator. That's spicy.
0: Predator. Goonies.
1: Yep. Great outdoors. How are the ducks?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think it is right for you. Top ten for sure. Yeah. I'm, I'll,
0: I'll commit to top ten. Robocop's one of my favorite top ten films.
1: Should we do a top five list one time? Just me and you. Just just me and you. <laughs> Who else would we have? I don't know, a special guest. It was so weird and
0: creepy. Can we get dinner sometime? Just me and you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. fair. No, it's all right. It's totally normal. No, no it's weird. Did you forget that
0: we're on the podcast? You just got emotional. You're, You're like, fired. hey, hey can we just... <laughs> <laughs> How
1: about no, you... bring Bruce. How about Bruce and I do Can it. you fly, Mo? I'm going to throw you out a window. Uh, what are we talking about? Oh, okay. God. Any other characters you want to go over? Uh, I like the two newscasters, and like the news that they're saying, it's like, it was a day of mourning for families of the 113 known dead at this hour. Among them are two former U.S. presidents. Who else, Max? Any other characters? Uh, no. I th- well, I mean, I like their crew. They were fun. They seemed like they had a good time. Yeah. they Like, they didn't care about Robin, really. They just wanted to have chaos, right? They just wanted to watch it burn. So why did Dick Jones partner sometimes
0: max they just want to (laughs) let it burn
1: i never really understood dick jones why did he want like everything to be destroyed and all well
0: i don't understand that question like why did he need you to speak english
1: why did he partner with Boddicker after his competition was gone with the other executive being blown up
0: he had already been partnering with Boddicker well before this oh yeah.
1: Because he wanted the crime to go up so that the, they could get the you contract? to contract?
0: No, he needed the contract for Ed 209. This is a classic, oh, yeah, you know, make he the neighborhood the awful so you could get old Detroit and turn it into something silver city, city, silver city, yeah. op- op? No. cloud
1: city. Cl- no,
0: that's from Star Wars. It's not cloud city. <laughs> Marshmallow land. <laughs> Max, moving on. What else? What do you got? Characters, anything? Um. All right, you're done. Let's talk big picture on this movie. Yeah. Let's talk Turkey. I'm a mess. What is your favorite scene from this movie? Um, favorite scenes Give me a couple
1: I kind of like when it, It's just his Perspective When he's getting built And like they're celebrating New years around him And they're like You're gonna be awesome The lipstick buddy. on the On the screen of yeah. His helmet. yeah It just yeah. seems Like that's just a unique Like the weirdness of that And also I like the newscaster Scenes and the commercials like You the, like the satirical the, stuff The Newcomb yeah. uh, uh, Game that the The family's playing when yeah. they're blowing <laughs> each other up mm-hmm. That's pretty cool Alright yeah. Anything else uh, I mean favorite. You said favorite scenes There can't be a ton like, just, cut Two or three uh, yeah. Murphy's death is awesome Yeah uh, when Nancy Allen gets kicked in the face for looking at that dude's Jiminy Christmas. Yep,
0: yep, yep, yep. So uh, my three favorite scenes, I'll start with my one no-brainer. I love the end of this movie where he, he, really he good, shows yeah. up with the military assault rifle, blows blows away the Ed 209. There doesn't need to be a fight scene. He's yep. already been through too much. Goes upstairs, Dick Jones takes the old man, takes him hostage. I, I'm, I'm jumping around. Even before that, he takes that giant metal needle out of his hand jams it into the cd drive or whatever starts playing the confession tape he can't arrest dick jones because of classified uh directive four directive four thank you the name of my band my new band he <laughs> can't directive remember Directive Four. <laughs> heck yeah and when the old man says dick you're fired and it scrambles. Robocop goes, thank you. Thank you. Some good shooting, son. What's your name? Is that what he says? Dude? Yeah.
1: Nice shooting, son. What's your name?
0: Murphy. And he says, bum, 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 yeah. bum, 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 So
1: there was going to be another scene after that of uh, Lewis being okay. Uh, and I thought maybe
0: where he goes out and he jumps in the air and they freeze frame his fist.
1: <laughs> It was the perfect ending. It was great.
0: Yeah. So that scene, that end scene, to me is great. The it's other, the other two scenes that I love, you can't not put the, the murder of Murphy as as one of them. Um, I love the bathroom scene with Dick Jones and and
1: Bob. Did you like that the other guy gets urine on his
0: pants? I, I no, <laughs> not even that. The best part about that scene is so for those that don't remember, Bob gets a key pass to the executive bathroom, which I love. I love that there's an executive bathroom. I love that like that's, yeah, that's a thing, that's, right? I, I don't know. Do you have a key? For I don't have an executive bathroom. I should look into that. Yeah, renegotiate my contract. You for. Sure don't the Skeeps
1: executive bathroom. It's the, sub- it's the sink in the kitchen. No, it's the sub pump in the basement. Ah, I know where that is too. Yeah. That's so foul. That's where I urinate. I probably shouldn't keep any of this in. No, <laughs> might hurt, you're going to might hurt business, but I really feel like I need to keep it in there.
0: Um, <laughs> sorry, I got to pull myself together. So he goes into the executive bathroom and he's in there, you know, bashing the old man, you know, Dick Jones screwed it up. And, you know, this is after Ed 209 murdered an innocent guy, which is also hilarious. (laughs) That scene is great. That scene's great. The first
1: time time you see it, you're like, oh, my God. It's jarring. It's definitely
0: jarring. So he's in the bathroom and everyone in the bathroom knows that Dick Jones is in the stall taking a duker and everybody's slowly migrating out of there. Finally, Dick Jones kind of comes up behind Bob and Bob tries to play it off as cool as he can. The best part about that scene is just Dick Jones takes his hand and just rubs it through Bob's hair and then and then fist grips his hair and just is like, and I'm like, that is the most dominant, like emasculating thing you could do to another man is to softly touch their hair, grab their hair and then aggressively threaten them. I happen to like that scene. Well, I'm going to do that to you.
1: Well, I don't have any hair.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I'm cutting all this out by the way It's not going to play well I understand we did our two or three favorite scenes We did who we thought could be recasted Who we thought could not be recasted
1: Oh one last thing Yes Who would you cast today as RoboCop Oh Yeah Gotta think chin and lips Yeah so going back to Justin Bieber They
0: have to be really slight Justin Bieber
1: No it's again
0: This is another example It's such a terrible answer (laughs) Do you in your mind really think that's funny Chan Tatum don't skip around let's go back to you saying justin bieber like that this is so dumb
1: he has full lips he has a great chin and he's so it was so a serious answer and he's a good dancer he knows I'm not I'm laughing lock. At your joke. i hate you so much it's not a joke
0: lloyd selena i'm trying i'm trying so hard <laughs> and you got so far so hard um who do i think would be a really good it's a great question you Two. know you know who could do it but i guess i mean he's older now can I give you a recast for for back then and one for now? Sure. Back then, Kevin Bacon, hmm. in shape, very thin, yeah. very unique face. I feel like he could have pulled it off. Um, How would he
1: look with no nose though? Kevin Bacon's all about the nose. Now he's got lips too.
0: It just gets overshadowed by the beak.
1: I know. I'm gonna have to take a look at Kevin Bacon's picture. Just hold it up. Yeah, yeah, I'm, going I'm going to find. have to. I'm sure there's a website where you can Robocop celebrities. For sure, for sure. Yeah.
0: Uh, today, who would I do
1: it for? Timothy today? Chalamet. No. Um. Javier Bardem? Tommy Lee Jones? No. Just nice and flaccid in the face.
0: So I know this is kind of a lazy answer, but the actor that played the T, not the T-1000, the Melty Terminator in Terminator 2. Oh,
1: Robert something. Loja. He would have been great. (laughs) The name's ah for RoboCop. Oh, for obliterate you. Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey could have done it. (laughs) Really? No, not at all. (laughs) So oh. that's, a, that's, a,
0: that's the thing that's so screwed up is like I thought. Like, let's give Max a crappy Max answer, and you're dying laughing because you think it's so funny.
1: I can do this, Roddy Dangerfield.
0: <laughs> oh jeez, dead or alive, you're coming with me. Oh jeez, I get no respect. Tame you're shrew. <laughs> oh, <damn>, you shrew. Louis, <laughs> Louis, get over here. <laughs> It's just a pop You're such an idiot. You're such an incredible idiot. Oh, you get a gun like that, you get a free bowl of soup. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. My my Rodney Dangerfield goes into Travolta so
1: fast. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Everything goes into Travolta. Everything goes into Travolta. You that or uh, uh, oh, you know who could have from the 80s? Swayze. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right, what else? That's it. That's it. We done with the episode? Great yeah. episode, Max. <laughs> well, guess spotlight, bro. Oh, my goodness. It is that time for the Buzz in the Tower Fan Spotlight. Today's Buzz in the Tower Fan Spotlight is our friend, Curtis Kellogg, huge fan of the show, retired Navy. Thank you for your service, Curtis. Curtis. And you can find him on Instagram at Kurt Scenic underscore Route. That's C-U-R-T-S-C-E-N-I-C underscore R-O-U-T-E. Kurt is one of those guys who is always reaching out to Max, giving
1: feedback. Paragraph person.
0: Lover of the 80s. That's the first and fourth. got to punch your ticket on the show. you got to be a lover of the 80s. And he's got like
1: the risky business glasses in his picture. Yeah. Just seems like a cool dude. Well, he's got
0: the dude. I think his shirt's the dude, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, but you wouldn't know that because you're an idiot. So I think we'll be... (laughs)
1: I sad faced pretty hard right you there. You did sad face so hard.
0: I love you so much, Buttercup. <laughs> so let's hear what Kurt had to say about this classic film, Robocop.
2: Max and Moe. Moe and Max. Hey, what's going on, fellas? Curtis Down here in Georgetown, Texas. Uh, recent but huge fan of the show, and I'm so honored to be uh, a guest spotlight on here. Uh, so, like Mo, uh, you know, I grew up in the 80s, and the movies were my life. Uh, I can, you know, with ease, say that I've pretty much seen every movie there was in the 80s at the theater, uh, at least once. So, uh, I'm hugely honored to be brought on to uh, talk about RoboCop. My God. RoboCop, one of the most influential movies of uh the 80s certainly but even out to this day uh you know with the more 2014 remake uh but nothing can beat the classic robocop like we all know you know grossly violent and wildly inappropriate for a nine-year-old such as myself to be seeing at the movie theaters uh but nonetheless i you know i picked up on a lot of the undertones uh that i you know i more fully understand today as an adult uh primarily the biggest thing to me was uh how they stripped him of his humanity uh, by breaking him down and replacing all of the parts that were convenient to them and making him into a profitable machine uh, you know in stripping his memory uh, part of that they thought that they took away all of the the human parts of him uh, but as depicted in the scene whenever he's walking through his old home and going through the flashbacks and as ironically a computer is guiding him through it um, he starts to slowly regain those pieces of him and you can see the anger in himself and you know hat to to, to welling you know he did an amazing job um, with just expressing his you know with his mouth you know his, his his you know his pursed lips and you know the the clenched fists and you know the, the stress and the movement of the neck and the body and the shoulders it was just it was so impressive how you know this w- anger was welling up in him along with all of those memories that were stripped of him um and then he you know he regained his humanity and that's just that that's always just stuck with me as the most powerful scene uh, in what would otherwise you know be chalked up to be uh, you know kind of a corny uh, you know grotesque action movie of the 80s but anyway you know it it still sticks with me today, and I love it. And uh, thank you very much for everything that you're doing with 80s movies. Keep up the great work, and I uh, can't wait to see where y'all take it uh, in the future. Later, guys.
0: I love that he loves this movie. You, ever, it, you know, we talk about this on the show all the time, but it's always so heartwarming to find other people that dig these weird movies like we do. Is Robocop as popular as I think it is? Like, is yes. It? Okay,
1: all right. Infinitely. All right. But the thing is, in the 80s, you didn't know. You know what I mean? Like, you had no idea there was this whole culture of people that are just quoting it endlessly well you listen
0: to kurt talk about it and just like the passion he has for it and like the pursing of the lips and the recognition of weller's performance and to me it's just another example of someone who loves robocop but also sees the layers of why they love it mm, like a cake a mm, good old layered ocp gun cake kurt thanks for coming on the show keep listening keep supporting and we hope to have you on again max that wraps our robocop dead or alive drop it drop it drop it <laughs>
1: You sound like the yin-yang twins now. Hey, Drop you, it. let me whisper in
0: your ear. Yes. Let me get you in the back of the car. <laughs> I'll take you really
1: far. Drop it. <laughs> I don't like... Nah, we're gonna cut that out yeah we'll
0: definitely have to cut some of those things out the whispering is super
1: creepy um as always Let's do a whole whisper episode no
0: thank you for joining us today i'm buzzing the tower if you've not already please subscribe on apple Podcasts, spotify or any podcast player leave a review leave some stars go on over to social media any platform at buzzing the tower visit our website buzzing where you can buy officially licensed robocop merchandise just kidding trademark pending and if you want to really up your game hop onto our patreon at patreon.com slash Buzz in the tower, Max. We've done it. We talked about RoboCop. Another week, another episode. More time spent talking about Justin Bieber. It's we get a, a RoboCop
1: pleasure. tattoo with me? No. Okay. Oh, you didn't talk about your new tattoo? Yeah, I got uh Optimus Prime, optimistic prime,
0: optimistic prime. You can uh, do it. Go to our uh Instagram, Facebook, any of our social media, and Max has kindly posted his his second '80s theme tattoo.
1: Next one's Predator.
0: Are you getting a Predator tattoo? In
1: two weeks. You should just get the three dots no no I got it it's already sad no, no, Jesus yeah. Christ alright here we go it's good Max how do you want to end the show I want to thank everyone out there for great job Max <laughs> zero preparation as always <laughs> my computer <laughs> you, you had it turned the other I'm way I'm falling apart <laughs> I'm a mess i mess I screwed it up I blew uh, it I'm a mess alright I got one ready they'll fix you Mo they fix everything <laughs> <laughs> Oh uh, man! What's your name, son? Come on, just say it. Down. Murphy. But that's not how I'm ending. What? That's really good. That's. Uh, I, I gotta do better. Yeah, Robocop, be, shoot me the better. crotch.
0: <laughs> you were dead. We killed can I, you. Can I just rip through all of them? Stay out of trouble. You are under arrest. They'll fix you. They fix everything. I'll even steal yours.
1: What are you just reading? All the Robocop lines?
0: Yeah, but can I do? Okay, you tell me. Am I doing it as Murphy or Robocop? Okay. Go ahead and do it. Dead or alive, you're coming with me. That's Murphy. Yeah, I guess it's not as no. complicated <laughs> as I nah. thought it was going to be. <laughs> Serve the public trust, protect the innocent, uphold the law. Is that Murphy or RoboCop? That's
1: definitely Murphy. Are you
0: sure. I have to go somewhere. There, this is how I'm ending. I got my okay. quote. You ready? Yeah. I have to go somewhere. There is a crime happening.
1: You're still here. It's over. Go home. Go.